Chapter 9. The way out is the way in. Otto, Manuka, and Levi were crawling through the tunnel, but all I kept thinking about was my bed. I had a home on the 56. And what about the food that came every night? Beef and bread were always on time after work. If I told the white man the truth, and how sorry I was for what I'd done, then maybe I could keep working. Are you coming? said Jane, holding the vines over the dirt tunnel. No need to be nervous. Worst case, you die. And we're all dying anyway, right? said Jane. I couldn't move until Jane kicked the back of my pants. I was shocked. No one ever touched my butt, and so I took off scurrying toward the others up ahead. And anything could crush me. For goodness sakes, we're on the edge of a drill. This patch was treacherous and dark, confusing and tight, with death looming from all sides. I could feel the danger hanging from above as dirt crumbled over my face. The vessel we were traveling in could slice me in half. Goodness, why'd I even risk it? Then I observed the light. It was up ahead, and there was some warmth coming from it. My new friends climbed out into open air, and all that was left was this light. Orange waves poured onto my face before my hands pulled the body through to the other side. An entire sun was floating in the sky. Oh, the sky! My mouth dropped open when I tasted fresh air. So bright and clean, I could see mountains over the forest. A stream was flowing because my ears could hear it. No more machinery, no more orders, and no more mounds of dead animals. Free at last! Hey, someone's escaping! yelled a voice. Behind us there was a giant gray wall built high into the sky. Towers of bricks, all without windows, protruded into the clouds. This wasn't a drill like they told us. We'd been living in a stronghold. Now one tiny guard was yelling down at us. Oh, why don't you come down here and get us, yelled Jane. Run! Everyone scatter, yelled Levi. Don't scatter, you dummy, yelled Jane. They're not coming down here. They're followers. They're terrified of the forest. Sure enough, the man alerted others before more guards stood atop the wall pointing at us. But it was too high for the soldiers to do anything. They watched us walk into the tall grass toward the tree line and all they did was watch while we disappeared through the trees. A little warning would have been nice, said Levi. What? Them? They're harmless. One time a guard told me I'd die out here, so I ended up spending the whole night by the river just to prove him wrong, said Jane. Then why don't they do anything? asked Otto. That's what happens when you follow someone's orders. It's always about someone else, not what's best for you. Hey, you guys should try bending the rules more often, said Jane. I'll try, said Manuka, smiling. That's the spirit. And what about you? said Jane. Jane swung her hip into Otto. The playful thud didn't budge against his hefty frame. She bounced off him, but at least the big guy managed to crack a smile. So what'd you do in there? Build stuff? Jane asked him. Uh, not quite, said Otto. Hey, so what are we looking for? A spaceship? asked Jane. A mystical pyramid, said Manuka. Right. Oh, and mushrooms. Yep, I know the perfect ones. Ever heard of purple ringers? asked Jane. It was silent. No? Jane paused. Wait, has anyone eaten wild mushrooms before? Only potatoes and bread, said Otto. Sometimes meat if it's not rotten. Hmm, wait until you try these. It's a bit of a head rush at first. Then your legs turn to wet noodles. But after a few minutes, you'll feel like an old tree walking in the woods, said Jane. She was one of the most bizarre people I'd ever met. Hey, how'd you survive out here? asked Levi. Did you run into any beasts? Animals? I've seen a few, but never had a bone to pick with any of them. Most of them take a peek because they're curious, but that's all. You know, nobody wants to hurt anyone when you get down to the bottom of it.
Jane turned back to the order, which was hidden beyond the trees now. Even the order isn't so bad. I'm not really sure why they're so sick and twisted, but look at you guys. You changed, so that means they can change too, said Jane. Did you ever come close to dying out here? asked Levi. Dying? Out here? said Jane. You've got it all wrong. We were dying in those walls, but out here, we're living. Jane stopped to pluck a dandelion from the dirt. She put it behind her ear and turned towards us with a peculiar smile across her face. Listen up, everyone, she said. Now, I don't know what they taught you in the order, but life's one big experiment, and sometimes you've got to mix up your ingredients to see what happens. She paused, long enough to alert us that something else was on her mind. And those mushrooms, Jane added. Sometimes they get a bit intense, especially for newbies like you. As long as you stop worrying about stuff, then we'll all be fine. Rows of stones were swaying inside her coat with every word. The gems clinked against each other as she pointed toward the wilderness ahead. This way, said Jane. I suppose I'm lucky I never heard voices like she did. Her body seemed normal, but her mind was more of a misfit. And now Jane danced along a stream to the hum of whatever tune she'd been singing while everyone else tiptoed nearby. I was staying keen to any threats. The order warned us about this land. They said this ground was radioactive, filled with beasts that could rip your heart out with their saber teeth. I'd seen pictures of bears and wolves. I'd even heard rumors about bombs. But this forest was pure and untouched. The humans hadn't explored it in years. When the sun started to fade, I watched the last of the light descend into the blue sky before a bright white circle emerged overhead. A full moon was levitating when crickets started chirping. We're almost there, and those mushrooms are close. I can smell them. Did I mention I've got the nose of a boar? said Jane. A giant smile stretched from ear to ear as she pranced ahead. Levi was next to me when I tugged on his black coat. Psst! Levi, I whispered. What else did the numbers say about Jane? He paused. Not much. Just thought she was a special one. The numbers called her a unicorn, but it didn't say why. All it said is she knew the way, said Levi. I found the mushrooms, yelled Jane. Wahoo! Tons of them, too! All of us came beside Jane as she curtsied towards the fresh patch of orange tops. A giant colony of mushrooms had sprouted between the moss and the trees. They're glowing, said Otto. Told you they're special, but these aren't purple ringers. They're more like orange bangers, or maybe copper zangers, said Jane. What? asked Levi. Is she mental? Oh, come on. I'm having fun. You can name them if you want, said Jane. Plucking a medium-sized mushroom from the dirt, Jane tossed it in her mouth and started to chew. Yep. I vote we call them orange bangers. What do you goons think? She tossed a mushroom over to me. You sure we can eat these? asked Levi. Of course. This is dinner. Have a bunch, said Jane. Otto bent down on his feet to examine the mushroom. The night was getting darker and the orange tops began sparkling even brighter. A moment ago I thought we'd get lost in these trees, but now thousands of orange mushroom tops were illuminating a path through the woods. I looked down to the mushroom that was in my hand. The stem was squishy, but not as spongy as the top. Dirt hung on to the fungus's root while I brushed it clean and licked the cap's iridescent glow. So what do we do? asked Levi. What do you do? You eat these mushies, and then Amokley finds the pyramid. That's how your story goes, right? said Jane. It's a prophecy, and you should be more respectful. It's more like magic than anything else, said Levi. 
Magic. You don't know anything about magic until you've eaten at least three of these, said Jane. I put the mushroom in my mouth and began to chew before I bent down to examine another patch of glowing mushroom heads. They were the freshest food I'd ever eaten, and so I copied everyone else by gathering two handfuls for dinner. So one more time, has anyone eaten wild mushrooms before? asked Jane. The entire group nodded no. I was like you once, back when I listened to all the rules. Whatever the order stands for, these mushrooms teach you the opposite. There are no rules or numbers or laws to prepare you for this trip. It's too complex, even for a gardener, said Jane. What's she talking about? asked Manuka. I closed my eyes and swallowed another mushroom when a glowing sensation began to illuminate itself through my stomach. Some sort of light or energy was glowing through my insides. I hadn't eaten today, so maybe that's why I felt it echoing down my throat like a flashlight beaming into my belly. But why was I so sensitive to the wind passing through the trees? It was as if I heard the fresh air whispering. This breeze reminded me of something sincere, and then a moment later the wind picked up to greet me again. Something was different. Things were changing because something strange was happening. Different strands of light were coming into view. I rubbed my eyes and began to see how four strangers could look like family. Trust the mushrooms, said Jane, holding up another. It's something like the truth. She popped another mushroom in her mouth and chewed it down.